0: This is Marcia Epstein on Talk With Me on lawrencehits.com in Lawrence, Kansas. And I say hello to you listeners, wherever you are, whenever you are, because this is a show that you can listen to to be introduced to people who are involved with things that maybe are with arts and with some kinds of social justice and advocacy. Sometimes it's some casual conversations that are just kind of for fun but there are always these sort of life prompts that I stick in there because that's my thing. Um, I'm a social worker. I work a lot in suicide prevention and bereavement and some other things that are kind of the hard stuff. And I know that what makes it worth working on that stuff is to get to the other side of that life that has more balance in it, has more fun in it, has more joy in it. you know. And I do believe we can all get there and there are lots of different ways we do that. And I'm a huge believer that art is one of the things that can light our path, that can be a way of expression. I believe very seriously that art saves lives. I'm, I'm very convinced of that. And it comes from talking with people who create different kinds of art, people who would say that if it wasn't for the reading I did, when I was in middle school, I don't know that I would have been able to make it through that time, you know? So I love featuring artists. And today I get to feature an artist who I came across because he was instrumental in a dance production that I wanted to experience. Um, It was called The Elementum Show. And it was specifically Created by, produced by two women dance students at KU who have a commitment to creating awareness and hope around suicide and suicide bereavement healing because they've both been affected by losses, you know? And so I, it was amazing to see the pieces that were performed. And my guest today is part of that crew and also did documentation with photographs and video. And I want to welcome my guest, Daniel sison Hi. Hey. It's nice Hi. to get to see you in person. You know, actually I was sitting in the front row when I came oh, to the perfect. performance. So I saw you in action in terms of video, but we didn't get to talk until today.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah. It's just like everyone was coming up to me and trying to congratulate me, uh-huh. me for the video and production as well, helping out with the production.
0: Yeah. So I would like you to tell our listeners just a little bit about you, a little bit about your background.
1: Okay. Um, so obviously my name is Daniel, (laughs) I'm 27 years old. Uh, I'm a former Marine. Uh, I got out of the Marines back in 2012 and I wanted to come to KU because originally that's my original plan was after high school, I wanted to attend the university of Kansas. But obviously the setback was the military because I didn't know what I wanted to do after high school. But as soon as I came to KU, my main focus was dance because right now I'm majoring in dance.
0: Uh-huh. This is my
1: senior year. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I also fell in love more with photography. And from there on, I started on uh, taking little gigs left and right here. Just doing small freelance, um, taking hit shots and um, landscape photography and everything else. And then uh started coming across more into video work. And from then on, I actually has been developing a skill set where it's kind of a new trend that's going on right now. If you guys are familiar with like Sam Coulter and um, some of the other famous YouTube stars like Matt Como and Autumn, they make traveling videos that are like really, how would I describe it? Just really more interesting to watch than, you know, static shots of just. Uh, put a camera on the tripod and hit record. Uh-huh. What I like about these cinematographer and photographers that I took the skill sets from, i like their, um, and their practices is actually doing a lot of follow shots, being the action and the moments. So once I took that uh, into consideration, I wanted to apply that to something that I love to do, which is dance. And from then on, the uh, like the whole department known me as a photographer and now a videographer, Uh and they saw that skill set in me and they wanted to use it to their benefit. And Uh that's what Jillian saw out of me. And she directly came up to me, well, actually her and Emily both came up to me and And those
0: are the producers of the Elementum show.
1: of Elementum. Uh And they said, like, we know that you're an amazing cinematographer and we'd be honored if you work for us Uh and like film our show. And so I took on their gig and I made of promotions. Uh, I also done a lot of their Instagram photos. Like if you've seen any of their Instagrams or like any social media um uh-huh. posts, it's most of my images.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It's just because of my composition and how I actually perceive the like view of the the dance as well as just like it just kind of stands out from uh-huh. all the other artists out there. So and I mean I'm continuing on to do that till I graduate which is Yes, like I said, six weeks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not that you're counting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. That's so exciting.
1: Yeah. And I'm planning to hit uh, take that skill out to California so I could be teaching professionally in a dance studio and also filming professionally.
0: So you'll be teaching dance and filming? Is that what mm-hmm. you're saying? That's, that's the
1: what I'm planning to do. And mm-hmm. actually, I have, I'm currently talking to a studio right now out there. Step one dance, Sacramento, California. Be All right. Right,
0: so.
1: <laughs> and I actually filmed for them once too from one of their masterclass, because that's what I normally do right now is take on free gigs just to promote myself, Uh just to kind of build that relationship. Uh It's just have them trust me Uh and trust my work. Uh And that's what happened with Elementum as well in the KUDS department. Uh So
0: So I want to back up a little bit because you went from high school to the Marines (laughs) to dance and photography and film. And I'm thinking that's not a so traditional path.
1: So it's back nuts. up
0: a little bit. So how, what, what what were you doing in high school? Like were you dancing, filming? Were you doing stuff that?
1: Actually, time? I was mainly just dancing. Okay. Uh, I was always known as the kid with the moves or um, the cool kid that would be spinning on his head and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, just because I learned it on my own. And also, um, I mean, I had a little help from my brothers and them, but they were like, you know, uh, we'll show you a little co- cool moves and all that. And then uh-huh. after that, you kind of have to pick it up on your own. Uh-huh. So that's what happened, and then I just was really heavily influenced by Usher, Michael Jackson, Chris Brown, and then I started really dancing heavily in high school. Like, not for a team or anything like that. Like, it was just a freelance, just, like, uh, on my own, individually. And a lot of my um, peers actually saw the skill assets I had, and they said, like, we can see you on So You Think You Dance or something like that, or uh-huh. I like, just got talent. Uh-huh. So I wanted to pursue that, but at the same time, it's like, I was also uh, facing issues at home cuz my parents are really traditional and they want me to go to a business school or a doctorate uh, you know and try to become a pharmacist or anything like that so it's really hard to be a really artistic child in the family and then all of a sudden be influenced to pursue like the general public um careers of like what everyone assumes the real true success in life is become like a lawyer or a doctor or a nurse and so forth you know the obviously, yes, the high paying um, jobs. Uh But for me, that was not my uh, passion at all. Mm -hmm. I love to draw. And then from there, I kind of expanded onto that. That's how it came into photography as well, because I like the visual art form,
0: Uh
1: whether it's motion, which is why I love dance, or uh, visual, which is going to be definitely uh, photography, cinematography, or even painting and sketching. and. I pretty much continued to uh, try to continue uh, continue after high school when I went to the Marines and even in the Marine Corps they knew me as oh he's a, definitely a dancer oh you should see him on the dance floor he's really good interesting and was
0: that well yeah. I want to I want to I, I ask about Marines but I want to get back to the family mm-hmm. with family was dance part of like I, I realized the dance you were doing was not traditional of somebody's parents or grandparents, but, yeah. but I mean, was there an, an aspect of dance that was part of the culture that you grew up with?
1: Um, like our, okay, I'm Laotian. So from Laos, um, that's my ethnicity. Um, there is Laotian dance, but it's not, uh, a typical dance that you would see culturally like as popular that is trending nowadays, Uh which is like, you know, ballet, contemporary hip hop or jazz or anything like that. Laos is like, it's their own dance. It's the same thing as Thailand as well. They have their own, uh, it's the same uh, fluidity dance. It's more of a social dance, but it's more, I would say almost kind of religiously because you're more involved with it. But the only difference is that it was not appealing to me. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to expand out of that. Mm -hmm. And that's when it came to hip hop because thanks to my brothers, they actually showed me like, you know, uh, rap music from like Tupac Dr. Dre back in the day and it really influenced me on there heavily so that's uh-huh. what uh, really impacted me the most as a child so
0: were your parents born in the United States or no they're okay. uh,
1: my mom was uh from Thailand and my dad was from Laos uh-huh. they met together at a refugee camp uh back in Thailand because my father was also serving the Lao military at that time and then came across my mom at the refugee camp that she was held at and then from there had uh, their first six childs so my first you know because I'm the youngest out of six or I mean first five sorry not six uh-huh. <laughs> first five kids there and I was the only one out of the six was born in the U.S. okay so I mean California yeah
0: all right and you're going back to California
1: yes because yeah. it just feels right I yeah. mean don't get wrong I love Kansas too but it's just like I don't know, there's something missing. And uh-huh. every time I go visit California, it's
0: like, it kind of fills that void, uh-huh. so. Exciting. Well, I appreciate your sharing it because I, I'm very interested in in art as part of culture too. And and not just that we're t- bound to the culture of generations before us, but, but I think it's an important expression of who we are as a exactly. culture, you know, and in, in terms of what our individual combinations of things are that, that are our culture so that's that's why i wanted to ask about that and marines and dance i i'm wondering you said like you were known as the guy who could dance and i'm wondering how that was accepted or you know like was that was that I an mean, issue with some people going marines don't do that you know <laughs> okay uh, just to clarify yeah exactly i mean
1: yes the perception of marines or like you know anyone in the military is like you know be very disciplined very uh, like a, a leadership uh, role uh-huh. figure, running role model, but at the same time we could, we're also human. We yeah. uh, we could do what we love to do, and dancing was my gate, like kind of like my gateway to just kind of separate what the Marines and what people expect out of the Marines to be. So I still could be myself outside of the Marines, and that was what I did was dance, and um, my fellow peers and my fellow Marines, they noticed that,
0: uh-huh.
1: and then they kind of told my leadership that, hey, so-and-so, you know, at the time I was uh, Lance Corporal uh, in E3, and they said like, hey, um, Lance Corporal Sisoncom um, could actually dance. And then my leadership was like, uh called me in the office one time, and I was like, uh, and i in trouble, sir.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then he's like no no i heard you could dance i want to see this so i had to perform <laughs> right there in cami's boots
0: that's kind of weird was it, it was weird but yeah.
1: it's just because that he was too a dancer oh. like, uh, like like a break dancer because uh-huh. that's what he did in college
0: because uh, he was an officer and then
1: yeah. so during like one time during the marine corps ball which uh-huh. is a uh, normal formal dance uh, like a ceremony as well for you know celebration of the marine corps birthday uh-huh. um <laughs> he called me out because he was, a, you know, he had a couple drinks in him, da da da. And then he was like, saw me right from the distance and pointed out, get your butt over there. Uh-huh.
0: Like, <laughs> That's right. I'm censoring this. Right. So. <laughs> he said, that, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, um, get out on the dance floor. And then next thing you know, we're battling under them. And then from there, that also gave me more exposure from other rings that didn't know me that well. Uh-huh. And they're like, I can't go dance.
0: Yeah. So now every time we go out,
1: they're like, all right. Go, daniel you gotta bust a move right now i'm like yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: so it just kept going on from that it just built up from that and then uh-huh. they told me like hey go up on stage because we had like a talent uh show uh-huh. just to like do a little fundraiser and also like for the marines family and friends uh-huh. to like just kind of like enjoy it like a weekend and mm-hmm. i perform on that and they're like what so there's more exposures uh-huh, uh-huh. and they just started adding on facebook and commenting like "When's your next dance video or next uh when you end up performing again or something like that it's just because i stood out from the other marines just like what uh-huh. you said it's not typical for a marine
0: uh-huh. to be just
1: uh artsy and fancy uh-huh. but really times have changed now like we are able that's to really good to hear we're able to come out and actually expose ourselves yeah play, who we want to be
0: yeah. so Because part of what I was fearing is that people would go down the path of dance is not what men do and therefore be damaging to you in some ways.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I totally understand that from that perspective, I totally agree. And funny thing about that is that when I first came to KU and they found out I was a former Marine, Mm -hmm. they did an interview Mm -hmm. and they asked, how does it feel to be like one of the very few male Dancers in the department mm-hmm. because it was also myself and Andrew Hammis. He graduated um, last year of 2000, uh, spring of 2016. He was a former Air, uh, Air Force and he was the same age as me right now. And we were the only military men in the dance department. So we never went to, you know, ballet class when we were six or seven or mm-hmm. anything like that. We just got out of the military and took dance classes and decided, you know what, dance our life, so we wanted to make that as our major. And then we got featured on the article just for that reason, because, yes, besides being like a male uh, dancer, it's also the fact like in, you know, in society nowadays, everyone wants to see a uh, a male role be a man or a leader, Uh not an artsy, um, like, okay, basically saying like, uh, you're pretty much soft or you're you're gay, Uh no. Uh that's not the case. It's just uh-huh. the fact that's who we are and that's what uh-huh. we love to do. Uh-huh. So to, to like kind of like break through that boundary and uh-huh. just like say forget what you guys think. We care what we think. Yeah. And that's what we're that's doing. That's awesome. So we don't care what anyone else is saying or what society yeah. thinks of us. Yeah. And that's what I felt like in the Marines and that was my first way of like breaking that wall, that barrier of like, oh, I should probably stick to the, the stereotype of like what a man uh-huh. uh, should be or what a marine should be. Uh-huh. And then that's it. Just continue on after that to here to KU. That's when great. I got interviewed like, or I was actually on spot asked out on the street like, "Are you gay?" Because I told them that I was a dancer at uh, at the University of Kansas, and I'm like, "No, I'm not gay." Uh
0: huh.
1: And they kind of like just were puzzled, like, "What?" And you're a Marine too, so it just threw everyone off. But I kind of maybe like. Showed a lot of like, um, yeah. encouragement for others to, like, yeah, uh,
0: that's how it works. Exactly, people see somebody else who's like, This is important, this is who I am, this is what I do, I'm proud of it, I'm good at it, and then it's like, Oh, I don't have to be ashamed because that's what I want to do, too. Exactly, yeah, it's like for, very cool.
1: Forget everyone's opinion, yeah, what matters about do you accept who free of uh, do you accept you for who you are, not from what other think of you,
0: so. yeah. You referenced the article. Is that something people could find?
1: It's on the Daily Kansas. Okay. Uh, the we'll University search it. they will
0: da- see. Daily yeah, but it's, but it's a Kansan article.
1: Okay. Yes, it's. Uh, it was back in two thousand fourteen when that came out. Okay. So yeah, I do have a digital uh, article. I could submit that to you as well.
0: So, cool. so,
1: if you want to share that on the podcast or your uh, the web page. Yeah.
0: Very good so that's really great that's exciting stuff i mean you say it just like when i did this i did that and it's like, but to me it's like those are huge things those are huge oh I, they- I mean yeah
1: i totally agree wrong. okay so, yeah, I, I just i'm just used to like hiding it like this way or i wouldn't say hiding it it's just that i'm just calm about it and i don't uh-huh. take things for granted at all uh-huh I'm grateful for all that experience, but at the same time, it's like I need to be humble. At the same time, uh-huh. I can't just be like, "Oh yeah, I did this. I'm cocky now." I <laughs> yes, I went to Afghanistan. I break dance out there for entertainment too. So, but no, I'm I'm humble. I'm a really nice person. I'm not like really, you know, pain like. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not
0: no, I get what jerk. you're saying, yeah. and and. You know as you're talking about it like you break dance in, a, in afghanistan when you're in the marines and i'm thinking there is a lot that that i see about using art to help veterans who maybe have ptsd or different things oh yeah from their experiences and you know stuff with theater and lots of different kinds of arts and so it's that reminder that dance is one of those arts that can be really healing because it's a way to express things, which again gets back to elementum because that's what that was all about. You know, when Jillian and I talked, it's kind of, there's this serendipity thing that that uh, Michelle Hefner Hayes, who's the chair of the, de- the dance department at yep. KU is somebody I've known for a long time. And and Michelle and I'd had some conversations about some things. And then Jillian and I ended up talking about some things, Jillian Armstrong, and it was, you know, as we were talking, as Jillian and I were talking, it was like, dance is how dancers work through things, as well as a way to express things to other people. And I, and I see that with all kinds of art, that the creation of one's own art is often, in, in large part, kind of expressing to oneself my thoughts, my feelings, and kind of making some progress with that by working it through my art. And then when I take the next step at times and share that with an audience, then the audience gets that benefit too of experiencing something that, that they see in that sense on a stage and they relate to it and they realize they're not alone because here mm-hmm. are these other people who know just what this person is going through. It's like, it's so beautiful. It's amazing.
1: Exactly. And I respect so much out of like julian and Emily for that uh-huh. showcase just because not many would actually, you know, come out and admit a story or something like that or yeah some, an experience like that in yeah general.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's just like, even myself, I had personal experience with that too. I mean, I would have put it in the interview, but the video would have dragged on way
0: longer.
1: <laughs> and everyone would have been like, okay, when's the dancing going to start? I mean, obviously, the message is very important. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact, like, there is certain amount of, uh, like, you could take in before you realize, like, okay, it's kind of like getting repetitive almost, okay. even though it is very important.
0: But, but what what is your experience that you're referencing?
1: Uh, mine was uh, my cousin, because he joined the Marines after uh, I did. And he had signs of PTSD, but the problem was he hid it. And when that time came and I was already facing another death in my family, which was my uh, sister, she was dying of uh, stage 4 pancreatic cancer. So I was already in California uh, dealing with her death. And um, then right after she passed away, I got news that my cousin uh, committed suicide Um, and just popped a cap in his uh, head. And then from there on, I just like kind of broke down yeah and i just didn't know what to do in my life at that time like i almost was completely lost and i just yeah. didn't know what to do yeah. i mean two significant loved ones in my life just gone vanished so it just really hit me really hard deep and from then on i was like that's why i respect jillian and emily's p uh the showcase for this uh-huh. because i too know what it feels like to deal with someone that I love just committed suicide and uh-huh. uh, it's like for no reason, like I have no closure. Right. And it still bothers me till to this day, like I just do not understand, I do not know. Yeah. Like why, you know, like uh, didn't like reach out for some help yeah. or anything like that. So just like really um,
0: it just Yeah. Yeah. So It's very sad. I mean, I've had suicide loss as well and it's For me, it's that recognition that this person's life was unlivable, you know, and in that person's own way, I'm sure they each try to get through that, you know, and, and people try in different ways. And a lot of people get to another side of life. You know, they get to a place where, okay, I may have thoughts about suicide sometimes, but i don't plan to end up dying that way you know and other people for whatever combinations of reasons i mean we lose people to suicide every single day um many in our country and other countries all over the world you know so so it's there's sadness about people's pain there's sadness about loss there's sadness about loss of future there's that helplessness about if i had known could i have done something you know, that would have made a difference and, and had this person get through that crisis exactly. so they could get to a better place. And and we're just left behind and have to live with this is what happened. And we didn't have the chance to do any more than we did. And we didn't have control. And we feel sad. We feel sad for that person and for all of us who love that person and for all the things we don't get to do together in the future that we exactly. expected, you know you were supposed to be there and see me become this renowned dancer man what you know it's not fair I wanted to be at you know your wedding whenever you decided it was time you know all these things and and we don't get those
1: because life is very short yeah like we think we have all this time but we don't yeah yeah and like right now it's just like well, even before I came to KU, I already knew like time management is very crucial. Uh-huh. And the main thing that I need which I'm still working on is trying to make time for my friends and family.
0: Yeah, good for you.
1: I'm trying the best, but I mean it's obviously it's very hard because full time student plus working three jobs and then also trying
0: <laughs> to <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then also trying to run my photography and a video business. So
0: you're so not even counting like, that as one of your three. Three jobs plus your own business plus being a full time student.
1: <laughs> pretty much. I, I, like and I do say, you sleep?
0: Uh, five to six hours
1: average at most. Okay. Maybe sometime the worst I had done was like an all nighter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just because I needed
1: to make sure this edit gets to my clients in time. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. I mean, Wow. Um,
1: like I said, I learned that from the Marines. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thank them every day for that just because, like, oh, I can stay up 20, uh, like 48 hours. <laughs> okay, just give me coffee or a Red Bull.
0: But you think, to me, so, I think about not only can you stay awake, but you're also doing very physically demanding things. You know what I mean? Like, dance is that's hard work. You know, it's not like like you have, you know, like a calm time probably in any moment of your life. Pretty much, yeah. I
1: like, I really i am very thankful for nap times. So, after a dance class, if I have like an hour or Uh even just 30 minutes of like in between the next dance class I have to go to, yeah, I will literally power power nap real quick. (laughs) Because usually, yeah, my how my schedule starting this semester is from nine. A.M. till six P.M. is class and rehearsals and uh-huh, dance, uh-huh. and then I have to go teach dance classes at my other job. Uh-huh. So till I don't even get even get home till nine P.M. Yeah. So it's like a twelve hour day. Yeah. But yeah. physically, moving. Yeah. Not yeah. you know sitting at a cubicle and typing away or something yeah. like that. Which, I mean, I wouldn't. I would be granted. I'd be like really really thankful for that moment uh-huh. because I could just like. Uh, my knees getting a break, <laughs> my ankle, my joints and stuff. So, cause yeah, dance is uh, like people think it's like, oh, it's not that
0: physically demanding. Oh, I don't know. It, That's a silly thought. <laughs> it is.
1: It isn't just because like it's different from weightlifting or you know going out and working out and stuff like that. Yeah, dance is. It's, but it's, um, it's
0: different, but it's not less in terms of strenuous. Is my guess.
1: It's a different stress, right. on your body. Right. It, it really is. Right. Like I thought. The same way too like oh dance is like a lighter workout version than what i do at the gym uh-huh. no it takes its own life. yeah like i feel really drained by the end of the day because yeah. i like i danced for this much because you're like engaging every single uh, muscle fiber in your body to yeah. be able to twitch or yeah. move it this way that so,
0: fluidity like, of movement that happens in
1: and then dance, exactly yeah. and you're also focusing, so you're mentally also tired, too, because yeah, yeah. you're also, like, focusing, oh, was I on time for this part of the music or uh-huh, this? Uh-huh. So it's just, yeah. And then also focusing on the combination of the dance. So to all the people out there that don't think dance is hard or, like, not that strenuous, try it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll guarantee
1: you one day after trying one hard combination on that, you're going to be just, oh, my gosh, okay, that was a good workout. Okay, uh, <laughs> And then, you know, all of a sudden at home in the kitchen, like tapping, like, wait, what was that step that she taught us? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So yeah. And dance is just a natural, like, uh, let out. But, uh, honestly, it just uh-huh. relieves you of any stress, like mentally and physically, just because uh-huh. it's not like a motion that you be, uh, I'm kind of like regretting it. Like when you go work out, uh-huh. it's the same motion. But dance is like a different motion where you're actually moving to express yourself. and express a certain emotion or feeling or um, a moment of your life or something like that. Yeah. And that's why I love dancing. Yeah. And even in the Marines, I still would dance. Uh Uh-huh. Even if I was the President of the United States, I would dance right now in front of the (laughs) White House, in front of the press conference.
0: Wouldn't that be cool? I know, right?
1: (laughs) I mean, it just shows your personality. Uh Uh-huh. People have to realize that, like, for the ones that say they don't dance or, like, they think dance is wimpy, uh-huh. I guarantee you they're also the ones in the back of their house or, like, in the kitchen or something. <laughs> even in the bathtub, showering, and they're just, like, tapping away when they hear their music. Uh-huh. It's a natural uh, thing for the human body to react to music or even just in general because there's a rhythm. Uh-huh. Even if there's just a simple tap,
0: uh-huh.
1: you're thinking of a rhythm or uh, how to move to that. It just comes naturally, just like when we. That's why we love music. Uh-huh. Music is just that's. It just relieves any pain, and stress for us. So.
0: Yeah. And dance, my. You're like, very so. inspiring, and and that enthusiasm I imagine is so contagious for people who meet you, for people who have you as an instructor. You know, it's like yeah, I want to do this. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, but it's so cool. It is. Hey, we need to take a little break here. Sure. And we're going to hear from a couple of the Lawrence, Kansas businesses that sponsor LawrenceHits.com. And this is my moment to say thank you to Daniel Smith, who produces the show. Um, And the day before this show premieres is happy birthday, Daniel Smith Day. So there you go. Thanks, Daniel. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Talk With Me. This is Marsha Epstein on LawrenceHits.com. This is Talk With Me and today, my guest, it's too bad we're only on radio because then we could even do more if we were on video too. But anyway, today my guest is Daniel Sisoncombe who is a student at the University of Kansas, um, soon to be a graduate with that dance degree and probably more, has been a Marine, is a videographer and a photographer and is, teacher of dance and all kinds of things like whoa lots and lots and lots going on and again we were talking about the that just how dance becomes like every part of your concentration physically and mentally when you're doing it and how great that is and it's a it's a great reminder about the importance of dance and even you know little things that we that we pick up and as we're reading news things using dance for people with memory disorders because the experience of dance and music brings people back to some of their memories of another time and often thoughts and emotions and even communication that they do differently in that environment of dance and music than they might at other points in their lives when they have a memory disorder all kinds of cool stuff, you know, which is exactly. really exciting. There's yeah. a lot of studies where dance yeah. is a yeah. very beneficial. A yeah. Very beneficial. Yeah. And one of the things you mentioned in terms of your overflowing schedule of commitments wow. and activities <laughs> is rehearsals. So I wonder, do you have a public performance coming up in terms of Uh Yes.
1: We actually have the University Dance Company um, concert, spring concert uh, coming up the 27th uh 28th and um possibly the 29th as well so it's a three-day show um starting friday through sunday and um we have that concert coming up and then in may before we graduate we also have the senior showcase which is what i did last semester where we choreograph where all the seniors choreograph uh work either a group solo um pretty much anything it's Uh like uh, you yeah, have anything at your disposal, uh-huh. you need to come up with a really artistic piece to uh-huh. present, and then that's your final goal. Uh, to before you could graduate,
0: uh-huh.
1: and um, we have that coming up near a pretty, I'm pretty sure it's during finals week, maybe okay. or a little bit before. So that'll be either May 7th, which hey, it's my birthday, <laughs> all <laughs> right. Funny um that weekend or uh the next weekend which is during the graduation weekend it, <coughs> excuse me was that May 12th okay, okay. so it's a two day show normally and that one's actually free but the university dance company is at the Lawrence Arts Center this year
0: so oh cool
1: and then we will have vouchers and everything at the KU dance department if you need to get like multiple tickets for a decent price so.
0: Okay, so you, you will be dancing in both of those? Yes,
1: yes. I am featured in four pieces. Uh, Gerald Hildings, he's a ballet uh, instructor at the University Dance Company, and he's got one piece there, and Patrick Suzo, uh-huh. he's a modern um, uh, professor, and I'm in that piece, and then Andy Stitt, she's our new hip-hop and tap instructor.
0: Cool.
1: Um, she, I'm in her hip-hop piece, and then the fourth one is the guest artist, now if you guys are wondering every semester that we have this concert we always have a guest artist come in either from new york california out of the country or something like that or just even locally around they're like world renowned or known for their artwork Uh and we'll have them come and choreograph a piece for us or they already have a piece that they choreograph, and we'll they just put it on us Uh and then we will perform it in our concert Uh and i'm in the guest artist this year um uh, I forgot her name, but uh, Lindsay, Sorry, um, she is a modern uh, choreographer from Maco um, Dance Company out in uh, St. Louis. So she, we were fortunate to have her and her piece. Let's just let's just say it's a very hilarious
0: <laughs> and relatable
1: piece meaning that the movements will tell a lot and you can actually make a great story out of it. Cool. And there will be some surprises that you would have to come see for yourself.
0: Wonderful, somehow. wonderful. So
1: those are the four pieces that I'm
0: in. Yeah. So you have a lot of rehearsal, it sounds like. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> Basically the only day off I have from rehearsal is Saturday.
0: Uh huh.
1: <laughs> And that doesn't stop there. I'm also in the senior showcase piece for Alyssa Rivera. She's graduating this uh, semester as well. So uh-huh. she wanted me to be in her senior piece. So rehearsal doesn't stop after, wow. even after UDC. So I'm very grateful though. That's I'm great. The more pieces that I'm in, the beneficial it would be for me because then it shows that I'm involved. I'm not just an average dancer that might someday uh-huh. be in the piece or not uh-huh. cast it. Uh-huh. So. Any piece that I get asked to be in or casted for, I'm very grateful for it. Uh huh. Because one day you may never know, and not another artist mm-hmm. be or a choreographer be like, oh, so you were in so and so's piece. I'm like, you know that person? It's like, of course. Yeah. I will. I seen your. I seen a piece, and I love the way you move. Yeah. And I would like to feature you in it. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe it lead me to Broadway out in New York or yeah. onto L. A. Or yeah. a commercial dance.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's my main end goal actually for dance as well. Besides being a teacher, one day to at least commercially dance, either, you know, so you think you dance or for a music video, choreograph for that. And it's just one of those like dream goals because I had that as a child when I was listening to Mike Jackson and all that. And I grew up watching their music videos. Uh-huh. And that's how I actually started picking up dance more and more is because my favorite artists, the way how they dance and move.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I started picking up little, uh, little tidbits here and there.
0: Cool. So
1: I just want one day to be featured in one of those type of videos Uh or commercial works.
0: Nice. And so you always love dance, it sounds like.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. If you ask my family members, they'd be like, oh,
0: yep, that's, he's a dancer. dancer." (laughs) And so when you came to formally study dance, Mm -hmm. what was that like for you to have that? different way of looking at things, you know, because somebody's saying, well, these are the components that we need to work on or however that's expressed.
1: Let's just say it was like throwing a little kitten in a lion's den. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it felt like. And Uh, you
0: were a Marine, so.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So it was just like, um, very eye opener. Uh (laughs) Cause like I told you before, I was never formally trained Uh at a studio or anything like Uh that. So coming to the University of Kansas and being in an the actual dance class was like a very big eye-opener. Uh-huh. So I never learned how to count the music. I uh-huh. never learned how to count my steps. I just, uh-huh. uh, the way how I taught myself to like choreograph dances when I was in high school was just like, oh, I remember when he says this part in the song, the lyrics, and now I'm just dancing to that. Or when this beat drops, uh-huh. that's when I maybe do a spin on my head or do a backflip on this part Uh but now it's like it completely changes everything and it makes it a lot easier but at the same time harder because I'm still not used to dancing that way Uh compared to what I did in high school Uh so it's just like oh great I feel like I just went back to ground I'm like "Um, yeah (laughs) yeah first first level and then I'm step back up to level 100 one day Uh but for the most part I'm very grateful for it and it's very Amazing, actually. And surprising because ballet was my least favorite Uh when I first got here. Now it's actually my favorite. Then, like, I take it over hip hop. Because the reason why is because if you ask any dancer, ballet is the most beneficial dance to learn. Because it's the foundation of any dance form that you do. Okay. So anything that you learn from ballet will benefit you in hip hop tap modern jazz african um jutsu abudo uh, from japan or salsa anything that right. you think of because it teaches you the structures first
0: uh-huh.
1: and then what happened is other dance forms kind of manipulated to their cultural experience or any uh, ethnic or like you know social uh, occurrence or events so that's how like you know uh hip-hop became because hip-hop's actually a culture itself it's a form of uh DJing, breakdancing, graffiti, artwork, tagging, and rapping, like MC. And that's how hip-hop is now known as today, like, you know, what uh-huh. you see in commercial works and everything, and it uh-huh. just became big. And it's, ballet's still big, it's all,
0: uh-huh. but it's
1: in its own entity. Because uh-huh. everyone knows, like, okay, ballet is mainly for the higher class um, income. Okay. Um, but now it's actually now passing on to, like, any other social um, levels no matter who you are or uh-huh. no matter what your you know financial uh-huh. income is it's possible to still learn ballet yeah so it's not yeah. you know the rich people's uh, dance no yeah. more it's actually a foundation for anybody
0: yeah
1: that wants to learn dance
0: and and you know thinking of that one thing I want to add that that I really loved about seeing the pieces of elementum that reminder that also that dance isn't only for people of one certain look, you know, mm-hmm. you are not a tall person, you know, no. and you are a man and you are somebody who is known for your dance and you know that's a huge part of who you are, you know, and so people may be surprised. And, and I loved that diversity of the look of the dancers as well as the types of dance that were included in the pieces of Elementum. Exactly. Yeah, that's very cool, very cool. And, and you can see how
1: everything is just, you know, dance is just a way of expressing yeah.
0: one
1: choreographer's emotion yeah. or their feelings or what their outlook of yeah. the world is, Yeah. Their view.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's what I'm trying to do with mine as well.
0: It's wonderful.
1: hopefully pass it on to future generations of yeah. dancers.
0: Yeah. And I want to make sure we also talk about your film and yeah. photography and your... your business of the expert image. So tell us some more about that. What okay. Um, that just about.
1: like how I said uh, a couple of years ago, when I started taking pictures for the dance department and everything, it just started blowing up from there and I love to capture dance the way it was. And then at the same time, I was also learning how to capture uh, other events besides just dance. Uh-huh. So even for modeling weddings, um, private events, corporate videos, and uh, also, like you know, just even simple headshots. It just kind of was another way for me to connect to other, uh, to to the people actually.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But at the same time, I could ex- express it through artwork, and mm-hmm. that's what I love about photography and video as well. And so, I uh, got me. It got me thinking. Is like, how could I brand myself to do uh-huh. that? So, the expert image is actually not spelled like the, uh, um, like T H E, and then. Expert. E-X-P-E-R-T.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I started like kind of getting a little creative. Like, wait, my first name starts with a D, so I used D uh-huh. to um, replace the. And then expert was my last name. Just take out the E, use the X expert image. And I'm all about the visual arts, and so that's where the image came from.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then from then on, like after I started expanding from dance, um, photography. Uh, people started noticing my work and hired me to do one, their wedding. Uh And that just blew me up completely Uh to the point where like I was offered several gigs of weddings, of Uh photography and video. And then also private party events as well, because I did one house party video. I went to go film and then they were like, wow, that actually turned great. I would like to have you like come video this for us Uh and make an amazing edit for it. Uh-huh. Because it's different from the what I was talking about earlier was instead yeah. of just a camera and just getting yeah. court. Yeah. I'm actually getting involved with the camera. Uh-huh. So I'd be like, let's say if you're just uh playing a game of Yahtzee or something or like Jenga, uh-huh. and then you're having fun um with your friends and family, I'm actually going around to like each individual's um face and then like getting in close-ups uh-huh. and then emoting that um, emotion from them
0: uh-huh.
1: into the video or a picture and it's just like that's what uh, made me stand out from the traditional photographer where they would just uh, stay back from the scene and uh-huh. try to capture it.
0: Uh-huh.
1: My perspective of my photography and video is that I will be involved with you so if you're crying that moment during your wedding ceremony uh-huh. I will cry with you and be uh-huh. right there to capture that. Okay, I'm not really going to cry, but <laughs> uh-huh. I feel what you're going through. Yeah. And the same thing yeah, yeah. with like, oh, I just won, um first place at the track event. I'll be right there, like, even though I'll be sweating, but I'll be running with you with my camera cool. to capture that moment where you cross the finish line or something like that. Uh-huh. So I'm more involved with the event or any um, moment.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So, and the best part about uh, the moments is that if you could capture it and instead um, so, like trying to remember in your head. Uh-huh. Why not capture an image or an um, visually? So that's what I try to do. Help people capture their memories, so that they could just have it for the rest of their life. Because you know, that's a picture is worth a thousand words, yes. and it lasts forever too. Yeah. But our brains, ourselves, our memories, and everything can't last forever in our head. Yeah. Because once we pass away, it's yeah. No yeah. And then, how else can we share it if it's yeah. stuck in our head? Yeah. So we visually express it yeah. through yeah. art form, just like how dance is yeah. as well. Yeah. And I want to do it with photography and video as well.
0: Yeah. And as you say that, I'm brought back to a conversation I had with another person, Julie Andrew, who's a writer. Oh, yeah. And Julie experienced a car crash when she was a teenager and had traumatic brain injury and in recovery. And she has said, Photographs and journals and her poetry; those are her memories, because she doesn't have them in her brain anymore. And that's so important that she does have photographs from sometimes that she can't remember. You know? Exactly. It's It's beautiful.
1: It's may seem subtle, but it's really a big deal, Mm -hmm. like to anyone. Yeah. Like I mean, a picture of your day of your graduation, or a picture of your first birthday, or like your uh first um newborn child
0: Uh
1: it really does matter
0: yeah
1: and yes you could remember it for years and years to come but when it comes to that time when like you can't remember it and you don't have anything to have to like help you remember it yeah it really hurts you yeah and that's what i try to do with my um branding and my photography Uh and cinematography is because i want to make sure that you will always have this memory for life
0: yeah beautiful
1: and it is expressed in my art form that's all it is
0: so how do people find you for that work that you do with video and, and photography i
1: mean right now uh especially in this day age of technology mm-hmm. uh my social medias are like my key form mm-hmm. like eventually i will have like an official website mm-hmm. for it but for right now my main um uh, connection to the um to the world right now to see my artwork is through instagram okay and then my Facebook just made contact form of, like, you know, I wouldn't say a professional way of contacting me, but it's just another way of, like, for the older um, generation that want to see my art, because, mm-hmm. you know, they'd be like, oh, what's the Instagram? It must be another scam or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. We know we have some older generations out there that are like, what is this Instagram? They have to ask their grandchildren, like, what is this, honey? <laughs> So um, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook are like my way of connecting with the younger generation and uh-huh. also my peers. Uh-huh. And then for the older generations that are not really uh, techn- technical, uh-huh. technically, um, 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 not technically challenged or like not really fluent in it,
0: uh-huh.
1: I would use like, you know, conventional ways of like just promoting through um, articles or like through... Yeah. Um, flyers posters yeah. or like actually physically coming up to them to talk and then show them this video yeah. my yeah. laptop or
0: yeah. something like that. Yeah. So on Instagram, for example, how do people find you? What, what? Okay. Name um, is
1: just it? literally just the expert image, no space, all over case. So,
0: so, so the expert.
1: Yep. D okay. and X P E R T and then image. So facebook.com slash the expert image. That's my, okay. um, work page for that. And then my Instagram is just at, expert underscore image
0: okay. those would be good to have for people who want to find you and your work oh okay, yes cool.
1: i mean especially like i said uh social media is really a beneficial tool to use right now to yeah be at my disposal yeah and that's how i'm getting more followers and more people to like directly message me through facebook yeah. or Even um, text me, because I also have my phone number and contact information, email, to be like, I've seen your work on Instagram, I love it, and I want you to be my, either photographer or cinematographer for my wedding or this uh, event, and so forth.
0: Yes. So. When you were talking about people maybe not being so social media savvy, it made me remember a conversation that I just had with somebody who was helping somebody who wanted to set up a new email account. And this is an older person who wanted to do this, and he wanted to set up a Hotmail account. And so he already had a Gmail account, so, mm-hmm. it's, so it turned out that he thought Hotmail would be the way that he would beat hot women.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's actually a funny story.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's hilarious.
1: No, it's not like Tinder or any of the other bumblebee or those dating um, tools, social tools. No, it's definitely not. That's hilarious, though. That is very hilarious. Oh my gosh.
0: Yes. Yes. How old was he? I don't know exactly how old, but older. Okay.
1: Proving my point right there. I male's mean, been here around since i was like maybe sixth grade or something like that. so that's pretty funny yeah, yeah
0: that was great <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so i want i'm just there's so many things that we've talked about related to dance and a little bit about the cultures that you grew up in and sort of where you are now and mm-hmm. and you're moving forward with lots of different plans and Tell us a little bit about that teaching part of you. Like when you're teaching other people how to dance, what's that like for you?
1: Honestly, I really um, transferred my skill sets that learned from the Marine Corps to teaching. (laughs) Are you mean? (laughs) I have to be if I need to be, (laughs) but not all the time. So (laughs) it's really hard not to like yell and curse at the kids (laughs) when they're like misbehaving, Uh because that's what we're allowed to do when a Marine is going out like, you know, um but no um for dancing i treat it the same way but at the same time respectfully uh-huh. because i know each kid's like they have their own strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. just like as when i was uh in charge of like uh, 30 marines at once mm-hmm. i needed to make sure like he or she was mentally and physically like okay
0: mm-hmm.
1: so i would do the same with the kids i'll be treating them as like an adult first initially mm-hmm. but once they start acting like a kid and immaturely and misbehaving <laughs> that's when i snap into marine mode and like hey and i have no problem putting them on the spot i don't care about like, if you want to be that way and seek attention i'll give you the attention but you're not gonna like the attention that you're gonna get <laughs> and they're gonna be like oh okay because <laughs> that's how i went up that's how i approach it but and then after that i just learned or i just implemented the practices that i learned from my Professors here at the uh-huh. University of Kansas, because like I said, i never been at a dance studio, a dance uh-huh. studio and took an actual class. So I just like took key uh, strengths and um, weaknesses that I noticed from my professors,
0: uh-huh.
1: and then apply it to my own teaching methods that I already know, and then just uh, practice it yeah. on the kids. And then they they understand me very well. Cool. It's not that hard. Yeah. It's just that. And then also another key factor that helped me a lot is that everyone noticed a lot, especially the parents. You have a lot of patience with these kids oh very good they told me that i would have they they even told me like if i was if i was in there in your spot i would have snapped at that <laughs> I
0: mean, that's great
1: that's what i learned yeah. i right? built up the tolerance and the yeah. patience to handle like yeah. difficult people yeah. yeah no matter what age yeah. and that's what benefits that's, that's what makes me stand out from yeah. like all the other professors or any yeah. other choreographer or dance teachers uh-huh. because I do have the patience. Uh-huh. I understand where this kid or where this uh, individual is coming from.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So I'm not gonna be um misjud- uh, like you know judging or anything like that. I'm not gonna be really mean or anything. Very like cool that. So I understand everybody yeah. to a certain extent obviously. Yeah. I may not know their medical history or like right. their psychological problems or anything like that initially, but I will later on uh-huh. and then make sure to remember that so that when I teach them again, yeah, I know how to approach them.
0: Yeah. So is there a certain age group of kids that you'll probably be teaching for a while?
1: After experiencing the teaching experience here in Lawrence, uh huh, I would prefer at least twelve and up. (laughs) (laughs) The little ones could be very, really, really ruthless sometimes. Interesting. Because they're they have no filter. Like they will be straight up with you. They will say anything that comes to their mind and they will yabber, yabber, yabber. And I'm just like trying to get my class back in the situation mode. Like, your parents paid good money to have you learn dance. Now let's learn some dancing. And then they'd be like, no, can we talk about my best friend post? I don't know how to, like, you have an iPhone you're seven years old. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's so it's funny. Fun yeah. and stressful at the same time. Yeah, because yeah. dealing with kids is another challenge. It's none yeah. that I ever faced in the Marines, and nothing I ever faced in my life. Yeah. So it's just like really hard to deal with that. But at the same time, like like I said before, I have the patience to learn and approach it in a different way. Yeah. And rework it, so I know how to like ad- adapt to the situation better uh-huh. than if I didn't before, in, like in high school. So.
0: But yeah. Very cool. Do you see more kids that aren't just girls who are dancing? you think that's coming?
1: Uh, I actually do at the Art Center because we actually have a dedicated class called Step Over Your Game, and that's for, like, just the little boys Uh because, you know, they want to take dance classes, but they want to do something that fits, um, you know, the whole stereotype like, oh, guys shouldn't be doing girly dances or anything like that they should be doing something cool that has tricks or stunts. Uh-huh. And that's what hip hop uh-huh. is an outlet for that too, uh-huh. for male dancers to come in. And we're getting more boys to be involved because they're like, oh, they heard so-and-so took this dance class from Daniel. And they're uh-huh. like, oh, I learned this trick from him. And they're like, yeah, oh, cool. I'm to go try this now. Very cool. So that's what I try to do with that class is just like influence the boys more. Uh-huh. And then from then on, hopefully it's up to them after that if they yeah. want to continue dance. Yeah. But the only problem is that. Um, there's not that many dance classes that um, influence like male roles, uh-huh. if I would say, uh-huh. because there's very few of us out there. Uh-huh. So we have to learn the girls part. But for a young little boy who doesn't want to break out of his box yet to be like, I want to be different, it's very hard for them to get them intrigued into dancing
0: because uh-huh.
1: it's usually female dominant. Interesting.
0: And that can be complicated.
1: Can be very complicated. complicated. Yeah. you have no idea how many times i try to push one of my little boys that's actually in my uh, advanced hip-hop class with all the girls mm-hmm. and he's always standing in the back corner and all that and i notice it and i'm like if i'm up here you need to come up here. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: so we try very hard sometimes to also motivate the boys and all that that's and great. i do switch it up just yeah. like i have to say i know mm-hmm. how to adapt to the situation so uh-huh. if you're a boy, the only boy in the class don't worry I'll give you a movement that doesn't make it look like you're shaking your booty the whole time like the girls are doing, something like that. Or
0: well, and it's complicated in other ways, and I we're getting to the end of the show, but I think okay. there's also that part about... I think, for example, about a, a very dear friend of mine whose son has... He is a dancer. It's, he's always... That's always been his passion. And he's, and he's, I don't know, 12 or something now. So he's always danced. He's always danced. And he does... Love the female parts as well. You know, he doesn't only like the stereotypical male dance roles. And that's a whole other topic of, you know, how to give people that freedom Mm -hmm. to be who they are and to dance the ways that are right for them and and i know in a different way when i was talking to jillian armstrong she talked about how her, her the dance that she really loves to do is very athletic and often very stereotypical male and in fact she's tried out for male roles and sometimes been given those you yeah. know so so that reminder that that even as a dancer you're not defined by the, the gender that you present as, you know, exactly. and that's that's important because that's a whole other gift of dance. So, as we wrap up, what are some things you'd like people to know? You have performances coming up, you have work that you can do for people for pay for mm-hmm. photography and video. What would you like to say before we go?
1: Well, besides just about me, in general, actually, this is like more of philosophy uh, in life. Do not worry about what others think of you, do what you want to do, follow your dreams, never give up. That's the main thing in life, like no matter how hard and difficult it becomes, Uh just make sure you have like little goals here and there that you want to achieve and accomplish before you know that time comes. Uh And that's what I'm doing right now Uh with dance and photography and cinematography. That's what I love to do. And. Even though I have doubts and within my own family that don't like it, because they don't think it's going to be successful, I do not care because my success is that as long as I'm happy, I'm doing what I'm loving to do. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm trying to achieve. And everyone out there that's listening to this, you should do the same. And I know this is scary to say because, or like to even th- just think about, because you're worried about what others are thinking about and worry about like what might happen to you. But you gotta realize, what if the pros outweigh the cons of what's going to happen to you? And if it's worth it, go for it. Don't be afraid.
0: Wonderful. So. Thank you so much. And for our listeners, this has been Talk with Me with Daniel Saisongkham, X A Y S O N G K H A M, D Expert Image. Check him out. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. I'm so much.